to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Lenny Kluge. We're two immigrants living in Chile talking about Chilean news, cultural events, travel, business, and more. If you want to support our podcast, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. That's one word. www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is part three of hopefully three parts. Yeah. Of the, What's new? Of the, you know. What has happened since the last time we recorded? You know, just a lot. Just just a whole bunch. Still sticking with my yoga. Yeah, really? <laughs> I am. Still sticking with it. So it's good. Uh, but I'm ready to jump right in if you're ready. Let me jump right in. Okay, so we have upcoming events for you. Um, our first upcoming event is the what is it, Lenny? It is the scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Horrible movie scrolling, night. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Holy shit! I have a lot of texty. The horrible movie. <laughs> the horrible movie night. That's on August eleventh at eight p.m. at the Black Rock, and we are going to watch Zoolander. Yes, Blue Steel, all the way. Blue Steel, all the way. We're also going to introduce a new thing called the, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's bingo. It's going to be like 90s bingo because looking back slash watching movies from the 90s, there's so many like tropes that like are so facepalmy that we decided like we're going to make a game out of it. So Middle parts. Yes, and it's going to be really fun. It's a f- super casual way to like meet new people, just laugh. You know, if you're kind of introverted, you you know don't have to talk to anybody. You can watch the movie or you can like get in and sit around yeah, other people. You can actually pay attention to the movie and win if the you bingo. Want, you, yeah, you can win a bingo, oh. which if you win the bingo, you'll get a free drink. Also, remember our patrons get a free beer. So keep that in mind. And what's our next event, Lenny? Do you have it there this time? Yeah, of course. I'm all that is prepared. So the next <laughs> event after the horrible movie night would be the show, in the stand-up comedy show in the Gran Refugio in Barrio Italia. Bilingual on, stand-up comedy. Yes, bilingual stand-up comedy on August the 26th, which is a Friday this time. It's not a Saturday. We usually have these things on a Saturday. This time is going to be a Friday. Beep, boop, bop. Beep, boop, bop. And it's going to be a new venue for us, so that's going to be exciting. And it's a venue that's pretty much renowned for their stand-up comedy chops. So Yeah, I mean, I think we have gone there before more than once, but it's been a long time. Yeah, we've been to the one that is in oh, the center. Oh, 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 we've been to Granofugio, but not this Granofugio. That is correct. There you go. Yep. Um, and then the last... Um, event is a new event and it's going to be an English book exchange and that's on August 30th at the Black Rock Pub. All of these events are going to be up on our Instagram or the Chistolas Instagram which is the technically the organization putting them on. That's at the Chistolas or at Chile Today Podcast with the addresses on all those kinds of things. The English book exchanges you bring in book in English and you're going to exchange them. We're going to play a game to kind of like get the get Juice how we're going to get how we're going to exchange it and everything like that. And it's going to be a good time. And um, you can eat some food, drink a beer, and it's going to be really fun. That one's on, like I said, the 30th of August at the Black Rock Pub. So if you want more info about any of those things, then um, check out our Instagram or our Facebook. And all of those events are going to have special freebies for our patrons. So that's starting at the $5 level. So that's patreon.com slash chile.com slash the Chile Today Podcast. fake news we're doing the first fake news we're doing is 
the fake news that the new constitution will abolish the carabineros and armed ah, forces as well as yeah. prohibit the carabineros use of firearms yeah yeah so we're working to, we work together on this we re- we both researched this yeah accident. that was kind of weird so yeah. let's see how this works out <laughs> okay so um if you want you can start and I'll interrupt you. As oh, I you're do. really real. <laughs> so as usual, and I'll, and I'll tell you that you're not finished. Okay. You need to keep going. Oh boy, oh boy. So, on April 15th of this year, there was the Congresswoman Camila Flores. You might oh, remember her. Camila Flores. Yeah, did, didn't you call her fish face? Or something? I did not call her fish <laughs> Nobody face. Nobody calls her fish I face. I would not make fun of her looks. However, I have seen a meme where they compare her to that fish from SpongeBob. Fair. I've fair. seen the meme. I did not make the meme. Yeah. Okay. Just to leave this out there. So she is from the RN party, which is not Pinochet's party, but it's Piñera's party. It's, it's it's a conservative party. It's a conservative, yeah, it's like liberal, right-wing liberal, whatever. So she tweeted, quote, Our convention just approved the abolishment of the Carabineros and the PDI, which is the investigative police, Venezuela style. They will be replaced. <laughs> Venezuela style? Oh, ask her. So they, she With said arepas. <laughs> no more empanadas, just arepas. Just arepas, that's also in the new constitution. They will be replaced by a civil police controlled by politicians and will eliminate the hierarchical order and yada, yada, yada. And she wasn't the only one there. I mean, there were several tweets right, that right. made the rounds for weeks with similar yeah, assertions. I was, my, my research said um, lots of videos on TikTok yeah. that were shared, you know, 2,000 times. She's kind of who kicked it off, but it's just... Yeah, uh, um, have over... So there was also... Um, Crowd tangle or something? It sounds, it sounds like a dating site for Germans. Maybe I accidentally, <laughs> I might have li- Well, at least Penguin appreciated that joke. Thank okay, you very much. There's like over 600 re- uh, interactions, though I might have put that in the translator and it might be like something else that's not crowd tangle, but here in the interpreter it says crowd tangle. Um, that is things being shared. So it's, um, it's not true. That's absolutely not what's happening at all in the Constitution. You, you might have seen that coming. Um, yeah, that's, you know, we're, 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 doing we're doing fake, fake news. news. Yeah. So there's also, if you just want to know, if you want to look at these things that we're talking about ourselves, there's fastcheck.cl, which is where, which is one of the places which is where I got a lot of my information and we have a lot of other websites as well that we can put up if you are curious. So, um, this is all false. Uh, there has been no article that is expressed or on, on any of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, the advanced searches that fat, uh, were you going to say something? Yeah, just, just just a remark that when she tweeted this whole thing, the stuff about Carabineros hasn't even been discussed yet. So she completely put the cart before the horse there. I, well, I don't... Okay, so again, is I don't know if this is intentional or just ignorance, but there's so much of like what politicians are saying versus maybe what the convention is saying because, for example, Boric has said that he would like reforms to the Carabineros, right? And... But the Constitution is not Boric. These are different, two different things happening at the <laughs> I same time. I think a lot time. of people need, to, need explaining, need that How explained to. Hey. So, anyway, the, it's, okay. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, it has been discussed in the commissions, but not in the plenum. Right. So, uh, Fast Check did their own research, and it said there's, even though there have been many, like, literally these words, convention approves prohibiting the use of firearms by the Carabineros, there's nothing in any of this that has that has um, indicated this. There was a note from La Tercera regarding the initiative by the government to modify carrying weapons by retired uniform by retired uniformed men. So there could have been like some confusion with that. Um, so are you going to intervene here? No, no, no. No, please go on. Um, 
and so the I think El Mostrador also like talked about this, but like there was gonna be some like prohibition about like if you're no longer working for the Carabineros, you don't just get to carry firearms, which makes sense, but that's not in the Constitution. Right, right. No, just like just notice that we made a jump here because we started with the uh, with the fake news that the Carabineros will be abolished. Period. And we're oh, talking I was about going the fire. Both yeah, of them. I was going, going firearms and Carabineros. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was doing just both of the them are both false. But um, and then I was gonna parse them one by one apart but um if you want to jump in here feel free we have never done this co-research thing before so we're trying to figure out how to share each other's news okay so the reality is so the things that the the, the plebum of the constitutional convention have approved is article 19 which is approved by 109 votes in favor 33 against and 14 abs abstain 14 abstained where it is not declared that the use of firearms will be prohibited by the Carabineros, as indicated in the previous section, which, of course, all of this is obvious that the Carabineros will not be eliminated if we're talking about what they can and can't do, because they will exist, right? Yeah. So um, the role of the police was put to a vote after a report emanating from the Political System Commission um, on May 9th, and there are articles that regulate them. Um, there was an incorporation... The only thing that it says... This particular thing, the 19th, the 19th article, says that there was a gender perspective, like they're going to make sure that there was no, like, um, bias against um, female or, like, against male sexism, basically. And um, they're going to change the Carabineros from a military yes. organization, which is, this is very important, to um, a state organization, or um, yeah, yeah, or a military like instead of because right now just for um, clarification, the Carabineros is underneath like it's a branch of the military. Actually, let me just hike up my glasses that okay. I'm not wearing. That was because I was under the same impression that actually changed in 2011. Like until 2011, the, okay. the so Carabineros were the fourth branch of the military, with you know other three being the army, the navy, air force. However, the doctrine hasn't really changed much okay, apparently yes. since then. So, yes. so I think this is a huge shift in like, like huge culture. paradigm shift. That's, right. that's there's, the a thing. Cult, there's a cultural shift that's happening. Because right here. now there's the Carabineros have like this idea of being like prioritizing national security over serving the people. Right. That's so kind of like actually, I was having a conversation with some of my friends, and they were like, you know, even as controversial as people as the, for example, the U.S. police are. There is still that idea that they exist to protect and serve. Whether that they do that effectively or not, mm -hmm. that's not what I'm talking about. But the idea is to protect and serve. That is not the role of the Carabineros of Chile. They have always been. Their role has been for the security of uh, the security of the state. Right. And what they deem as as um, security. And the Constitution has put an emphasis on human rights mm -hmm. and has said like the quote unquote non military character. And so it's again sort of this reform right. not abolishing the carabineros not saying that they cannot have weapons it's just sort of like a recult like a recultural structuring of yeah exactly. of the carabineros. And i mean it seems like it seems like like minute in a way because i mean yeah of course they need to take care of security and then but then of course they need to serve the people but i think it's it's a big deal because redefining the carabineros as a civil police force is um, as as we said, is expected to trigger a change in the overall doctrine, education, and the strict military style. <coughs> sorry, top-down hierarchy, which doesn't allow for much cons uh, dissent until now. Right. You know, much less much less whistleblowing, which is also something because you got this old boys' club there. 
So, you know, personal opinion, but I think up to now, the Carabineros have understood their role as being an institution that enforces order with a focus on national security, as we just said, and rather than being at the service of the citizen. And I'm not saying that enforcing order is a bad thing, on the contrary, but I think when this enforcement goes against broader interest of the citizenry, we're having a problem. So, you know, right. we're hoping and, for a paradigm there change. there have been, again, this is one of the huge things that, like, was very much obviously existed beforehand in a very big way, especially during the dictatorship, but during the estaído, the social movement in 2019, there were a lot of international uh, human rights complaints against the Carabineros de Chile, both nationally and internationally, that were really never addressed. The majority yeah. of them were never addressed. And that's because of the way in which the structure exists in Chile. There's the, They can basically operate without a lot of punishment. And so this is sort of like the intention is to reframe the amount of power that they have. Again, not saying like they don't have power, they can't use firearms, they're going to be dissolved. Yeah. I mean, the state needs to maintain their monopoly on violence, as ugly as this sounds. But right. that has, because otherwise, I don't see how this is going to work. <laughs> Right. Um, but the emphasis is going to be on the specific things that they were talk like that they were complaining about, which is again like Article 19, specifically talked about like the parity of like decision making mm-hmm. in um, in the Carabineros, which is like you have to have half men, half women. Yep. You ha- you can't like be sexist about like how men and women can get their jobs and how they're promoted and things like that, mm-hmm. which is not guaranteed in uh, the which I don't think it would surprise anybody. The police force and the military has very sexist, and they're in in the way that they operate, and so mm-hmm. they're trying to. This particular article is trying to address that. Um, and you know, actually, apart from that, from the introducing parity, there's another thing that they uh, that they are going to introduce with the new constitution is that members of the police force cannot belong to any political party or yes. any kind of other organization with a political agenda. Trade unions, which, which absolutely directly contradicts what Camila Flores said that she claimed that the police force will be quote unquote controlled by politicians. So this is much less going to be the case now. Right. But I think we were talking about what is was it last time we were no the couple times ago that we recorded that there are very much like some of the very fundamental leaders of the Carabineros are very closely joined with political parties, yeah. which again, um, if you are you know I don't know very closely aligned with um, a leftist party, you're obviously going to be pushing your agenda on which people can protest or which people cannot protest or X Y Z or you know you're going to be much more against I don't know. Rechazo marches, which we see that a lot. We see like um, right now, or especially during Piñera's government, uh, you would see people like the Rechazo marches or anti-vax marches, just like peace, like like nobody like bothered them. They got like a like an escort through the street by the Carabineros, while the like journalists that were doing nothing but taking pictures on the street during the like Aprevo campaigns were getting the, the shit beat cold. out of them. And it was like, yeah. what is happening here? So um this like sort of deep politicalization like of um of the Carabineros is sort of the uh, one of the main goals here, which I think again, not not having anything to do with what Camila said. But is what actually the articles about the Carabineros are saying. I mean, I would personally think is is great because it's the executive branch of the of the state. It needs to be neutral. Mm-hmm. It cannot have political leaning. This can't mm-hmm. happen because those are the people that actually carry out the state the, the the state's monopoly on violence. Yeah, and and the other article, Article fourteen, that was talking about um, the use of 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 
of weapons, more specifically, has specified that all of these types of specified um, uses of force is going to be authorized by law. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things are not even going to be dictated by the Constitution. Quote, the law will regulate the use of force and weapons that may be used in the exercise of functions of the institution authorized by the Constitution. Yeah. So that's not even said in the Constitution about how, why, etc. Did you have anything else on Article 14? Not on Article 14, but since we're talking about the, about the use on weapons, because since it made the round... And people were saying, okay, we're going to, like, carabineros can no longer use firearms. The people were like, okay, how did you get that idea, you know? And um, one of the interpretations was that um, that there are changes in the attributions of law enforcement, what we just talked about. Like, the the draft not only talks about how the carabineros and the PDE will transition from being a, a military to a civil police, but the same Article 297 also states that when applying force, and I quote here, they need to observe the principle of legality, necessity, precaution, proportionality, and no discrimination. So with a lot of imagination here, you could interpret this as a hobbling of the law enforcement, because, and you know, I'm just... Being exaggerating here because, like, with all these conditions in place, you might as well just go naked to a gunfight. A lot of imagination. You'd like a stretch. No. But I think the other interpretation that would make a bit more sense because um, is because the new constitution does regulate the use and ownership of firearms, which actually has been quite a controversial topic for the last couple of weeks. Article 295 states, quote, no person, group, organization may possess, have, or carry arms or similar elements except for one law which regulates the prerequisites, the authorization and usage controls of carrying and possession of arms allows for it. You could now, of course, say, well, wait a minute, you know, if it's up to to Congress to decide who is allowed to carry arms and who isn't, then who's to say that, you know, those damn hippies couldn't just decide on a whim to disarm the entire police force? I mean, well, sure, in theory, but you would have to get the entire Democratic vote to right. be in Congress that would then vote that, and which also, would be the choice of the people yeah, at that point. Yeah. And also, why would they do that? But they I wouldn't mean, do that. But because again, especially since Article 295 also made clear that the state is the only one who has the absolute monopoly on violence. Again, you know, and how would you enforce the law if you can't back up your authority with the threat of violence in the worst case? But but even but even so, there's not a single the, police force on earth who doesn't have the you know the ability is not allowed to, to carry firearms. Oh, the British police don't carry firearms? Are you 100% there? I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure the yeah. British police only carry, like, tasers and, like, those... Those bat- batons. <laughs> batons. Batons. Yeah. I mean, they can still use force. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that, you know, if their okay, life is okay. threatened or whatever. I hang, if that's right, I but, hang my head in shame. I mean, let Pinguino's going to fact check us real of quick. The vast majority of UK police don't carry guns. Okay. There okay. you go. Point taken. No, but again, um, again. so what I think is important to reiterate here is if you have people voted into Congress and then those people that are representatives of the people decide to completely remove the weapons from the Carabineros, which would never happen, it's still the vote of the people, which should be what the Constitution, again, is a framework that allows for the people to have a say in what they want. If that's what the people want, if the people want to wear purple hats... Every single day <laughs> no for the rest of their lives. Berries. And you get a bunch of people in Congress that are like, hey, yes, we're all going to wear purple hats yeah. forever. You know what? It's your right to take off your purple hat. But you know what? The Democratic... you got to put on a believe, raspberry beret, I'm saying. Man. If you believe in democracy, you got to allow a constitution to be a framework and not a, a dictator 
produce dictatorship produced document that can't be changed. And you know, I'm I'm seeing a threat, like a threat with a D here. Thread. A thread here because a lot of these fake news that we've been talking about, like all these uh, the fear mongering behind that, is not a hundred percent wrong. It's just very unlikely. We're like, well, this could happen. Because like, constitution yeah, should be open right. to interpretation. It's like, just that's like, the sure, point. yes, yeah, right. this could happen. This is very, very, very unlikely, but you're not wrong. So, of course, this is like an easy tool to use if you yeah. really want to scare people off. Again, as we've previously said, the problem with – I feel like I'm saying it tumble in the face. The problem with <laughs> the current constitution is that the citizenship who votes democratically – continue to vote and to pass things and to want to pass things that then get shot down by the constitutional court because they're unconstitutional because the constitution in that we actually have right now does not allow for certain things that the citizenship wants because it's too restrictive for example there is no way that abortion could be legal in chile there's no way because the current constitution gives rights to unborn children yeah, unborn, yeah. And so there is no way, no matter how many times you go to the streets, no matter how many times it's democratically voted, no matter how many times Congress wants to do it, it cannot happen. And the same thing with water rights, the same thing with a lot of things that the Chileans want to change. They don't have an option. And that is not okay for a democratic society. If you don't want to live in a democracy, that's okay. Like, admit that to yourself. You would rather live in a dictatorship where you are deemed things that happen and don't happen, and you get to make those decisions. Okay, be real about it. But if you want to live in a democracy, you have to have a document that is living and able to change according to what the citizenship wants and what they vote on. And I'm off my soapbox now. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Since we're talking about the Carabiniers, because asserting that the Constitutional Convention will abolish law enforcement doesn't seem outlandish no. enough. I got another one for you here. It was actually before this whole thing about the Carabineros made the rounds. There was a tweet that went viral on social media in February this year that said, quote, I regret to inform you that this morning the Political Systems Committee of the Constitutional Convention has approved the abolishment of the armed forces, which will be replaced by a, quote, peace force without arms of any kind and a mission scope which is reduced to basically community support. And this Honestly, was just, that sounds awesome. Uh, Can but, I just say? I mean, it's not what happened, but that sounds nice. Well, yeah, if, if every country did that, great. But this was just like, you know, I mean, pants on fire level news because, I mean, I mean, you, you can't they, even they say, you can't even say that there anymore. was something that they also tried to misconstrue because that day, first of all, that day the committee wasn't even in session. <laughs> you know, up to that point, the Constitutional Convention haven't, hasn't even talked about the armed forces at all. And uh, the only thing related to this was a popular initiative that was submitted to the committee a few weeks before. Oh yeah, I got that. So it was, it was a yeah. There was only a popular initiative that was submitted to the committee a few weeks before that that actually did propose dissolving the armed forces and replacing them with a so-called peace force. But that proposal wasn't even able to get enough sponsors, so didn't even make it into the committee. So let alone was voted on. So that was just like. That didn't even make the first of like four hurdles. And this guy was just like, this is going to happen. So we're just going to, you know, defend ourselves against possible invaders with sticks and stones. Uh, okay. <laughs> so again, good. like, okay. So police force versus, okay, whatever. Fine. <laughs> whatever. You can have your weapons. Great. Because, you know, Chile has to be super protected against all those invaders that we have coming in on all sides. I mean, I think, you know, 
you could make the case that you might want to have a an armed army for um, deterrence. I mean, we could say we have an army. I'm all about that. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, an army. don't tell anybody we don't have any. Don't aim. tell me. I mean, because literally, what do they do? Am I the only one who thinks about the Simpsons episode right now with the aliens, where they took away the weapons and the I am not a hundred like you. Jesus. Where are we going? Uh, well, I'm done with the Caribbean errors. Okay, so what I got next for you, my friend, is so there is some fake news going around that says convicted people convicted of murder can be candidates, like presidential candidates or like diputados or whatever in the new constitution, which is false. So on social networks, it was shared that quote convict, people convicted of homicide may be candidates according to the new constitution. So fact factcheck.cl says this is false because the constitutional proposal establish, establishes disqualification for public article in 172 um, within which homicides would be included. So like there are different reasons why you would be disallowed to run for public office. Homicide is in one of them. But, okay, so this phrase was said by the constitutional lawyer Sebastian Soto on the program Constitutional Radiography on Channel 13, where he pointed out that also during his a, a sentence... Um, a murderer could be a candidate from prison because he has not lost his citizenship. So I have many things to say according to this. This person, who apparently is a constitutional lawyer, where'd he fucking study? Um, citizenship does not like equal rights, university? rights to vote. Like, it doesn't equal rights to vote. And anybody in the U.S., again, because that's where I was raised, that's why I'm putting this in here, knows that. Like, people in prison in the U.S. don't get the rights to vote. They're still citizens. They lose their rights because of that's not that I agree with that, but that's the way that it works there. And it works this way. And you can still vote as somebody in prison in this country, but you cannot run for office. These are not the same yeah. things. These are different things. Can you still vote when you're in prison here? I didn't know yes. that. Because I was reading through that yes, part of can. the Constitution today. It was like, oh, they're giving them back the right to vote, which I didn't know that they no, already had. They, they had but I also, I do, I'm sorry, but like I also agree with you here that I don't think it's right to take away your right to vote if you're convicted of a crime because you still got rights, man. You still have rights. No, I mean, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah. In, in the U.S., your rights are taken away, and it's, like, really shitty because people, like, not only, like, when you're in prison, when you've served your sentence and you're back in society, yeah. you do not get your right to vote wow, back. That's, that's And it's harsh. fucked up. It's yeah. so fucked up because, like, you're a citizen with a job, paying taxes, doing everything, and right? it's, like, your right to have any sort of say in what's going on in society is taken away. But not the case in Chile. Also, cannot run for public office when you're a murderer just cannot do it there are other um, president ted bundy yeah you know so he hey he was wanting to run for office so that's you the did? thing he wanted to he was in law school and um he actually was supporting all of the republican candidates in uh, california and in utah so he was a republican do with that as you wish so i'm looking um, at you ted i'm looking at you ted lasso oh no i love him um so uh, all of this information that Sebastian Soto shared was completely false. Um, the, the, anybody would be disqualified according to Article 172 of the new constitution. So it is mentioned in the new constitution that you can, like explicitly you cannot vote under certain things, murder being one of being convicted of a murder being one of them. Now, can I say, we did have a presidential candidate who was, if he had entered Chile, would have Sichel, Sebastian Sichel. 
No, not Are you talking about Parisi? Parisi, fuck. Yeah, Parisi. See, fake news. Parisi, like, he was not allowed to come back to Chile because he had not paid his child support and he still ran for president. In that one the, qualified, ah, disqualified him because of the... Like, I don't know yeah. if not paying your child support... I, I don't know, yeah, that's, that's would, what I was... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, uh, we had... Uh, in the, pre, in the, pre, uh, the previous laws, there, he could have no problem... No, but he would have been arrested. Like, that's the thing is, this motherfucker still ran for president, would have yeah, been arrested if he came... For not paying child support, which is, doesn't... No, I'm not saying that. Okay, you know, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying oh, that he murdered somebody or he was disqualified. At the very least, it wouldn't be a good look. Yeah. I'm trying to say, like, it's, it's like, he, this human being that would have gotten arrested had he come on Chilean soil was still running for office. Like, no, he didn't kill anybody. I'm not saying he killed somebody, but he was still allowed can, to can run you, for can office. Can you imagine this guy landing and then being handcuffed? It's like, vote for me. He's like, yeah, shut up, get in the car. He still, he still <laughs> in the primaries yeah. after the, after um, during the election they passed a law specifically making it illegal for people who own yes. child support to be good I mean I, I, again I pay your child support. support he's a rich motherfucker pay your child support and then meanwhile during the elections he had another kid so there's that <laughs> um, yeah so it just it made me think like again I, I don't know like people don't like I, again this was a this was a constitutional lawyer and again, this is my own supposition, right? I'm I'm making up a thing in my head where I'm like, I wonder if. So, okay, a lot of lawyers who are constitutional lawyers study constitutional theory in the United States. Because, like, that's where, like, there's certain places in which you study certain types of law because that's where, like, the most prevalent places to teach them. And so the United States is one where a lot of people go to study constitutional law. And so I wonder, giving this Soto person the benefit of the doubt, if he studied constitutional law in the U.S. and, like, just assumes things are the same here? I don't know, like, yeah, again, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it, but, you know, you got to explain shouldn't. this away somehow because... I don't know, I just don't, again... You don't want to accuse him of malevolently... Malev- malevolently malevolently trying you. to My do something. I mean, yeah. maybe he is, you know, maybe people are just evil like that, but it's just like, you're a constitutional lawyer and you're putting out incorrect information on the internet, you're... Like, that is just blanketly false and not apologizing for it. What are you doing, man? Like, it it's not just cool, bad. Man. It's not cool. And it's like, you're even either doing this because you're an idiot, you're doing this because you're misinformed, or you're doing this because you're evil. Like, dick. Such a dick. Do you have anything else? And I, I don't. I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but... Last thing that we're going to mention today. So there's the fake news, sort of. It's false butt. Uh, the new constitution will get rid of the it's Senate. It's a false butt. It's a false butt. Okay, so this needs some context. So on December 16th, El Mercurio, which is a really popular newspaper here, published a letter to the editor entitled Caring for Democracy. It was written by Claudio Alvarado, and he's the executive director of the Institute for Studies of Society, IES, and it referenced the discussion that has taken place within the Constitu- Constitutional Convention, specifically um, related to the um, Political Systems Commin- Commission. So, in the letter, the Universidad Católica law professor assured that since the Constitutional Convention, w- since the Constitutional Convention started, it has been suggested to eliminate the Senate and merge the executive and legislative powers in the National Congress. This is false. So, the false part of this is the idea that there will no longer be separation of powers. That is false. We will have separation of powers. There's a lot of, like, sticky situations here um, of, like, but there's been the concern because of the, like, 
decentralization that's happening and like because of the more rights giving to indigenous peoples that this will just be like one big blob of non-separated powers so continuing on the political systems commission has discussed different types of political systems chile could have and in the first possession they've already um talked about like a type of parliamentarian system rather than the way that the, the presidential system that we have right now than the yeah. pe- presidential system that we have right now which but personally the, i think is great i mean a parliamentarian system honestly but I mean, you know, which is like what a lot of the, a lot of the world does. A lot of like very, you know, a lot of very democratic places in the world has done that. So many thoughts about this, but I'm going to keep them to myself now. But Claudio Alvarado and other people have tried to use this as a very fear-mongering tactic and even compared it to like types of like regimes. And it's like, no, 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 they're not, we're not saying like they're abolishing the Senate and suddenly the president and there's only one power that gets to make decisions. It's like, no, it's like a reorganization of how the, like a, like a parliament would work and things like that. There's still going to be total separation of, Which is actually of the, the state. Absolute opposite, right? Because in a way, if you shift from a presidential to a parliamentary system, like you take away power from one person and you distribute it up many oh because know. right now the president in chile has a shit ton of power yes more power than he sh- he or she should have and so one of the points of this is to try to take some of that centralized power away from the president and give it to uh, more democratic uh, yeah, bodies that's the, the, the point parliament of this. right so you can't really call this a regime you no know? you can't well it's again fear-mongering when people don't if you don't if you don't have people who are who know what a parliamentary system is because again south america like yeah. This does not really exist here. It's super easy and super short-sighted to scare people and be like, "Oh, look what's happening! Look at yeah. look at this! Aren't you yeah. scared?" And it's like, "No, that's that's not what's happening." Right. So but the we, president and Congress would still remain different bodies, and there would be like a parliament. Right. But we 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 got we got to point out here that this is not happening anyway. I mean, no, we're gonna no. we're gonna remain with the presidential system. The system, the, the president is going to lose some of their their attributes. Exactly. Attributions. Some of, some of his or her power. But we're not going to shift to a parliamentary democracy. This no. is not going to happen. No, no, no. It's not going to happen. But according to what he said is w- with this wording, he was interpreting it as a parliamentary system. And he was saying that then we're going to go into regime. It's like, no, 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 no. Even if that happened, which it's not going to happen, yeah. it still would be, there like, still would a, be a, it's complete, not gonna, yeah, a complete separation of powers still. It's right. because right. that's... A, it's not going to happen. B, if it happens, it's the opposite of what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense what I just said. I'm sorry, I'm tired. No. Um. So, uh, that's that's basically it. So that that's uh, the fake news. We're not getting rid of the Senate. Like, we're just, the idea is taking a little bit of power away from the president because... The president has so much power in Chile, much more power than in the U.S., for example, um, to give that back to the to the different uh, branches for them to be able to make their own decisions, and the president would have less veto power. So that's sort of the idea. Which, personally, I think is great. Yeah, I mean, a- I'm again, if you're gonna attack something, attack the reality of it. Like, yeah, tell me why you think that the president should have that amount of power. Like, tell me, like. Because that's the reality. So if you agree with this, if you agree that the president should have that amount of power, then tell me why. And then like let's have a discussion about it. Don't bring me this bullshit where it's like that's not in the, the Senate and they're gonna set the Congress on fire. Like what? Tell me why. Ain't nothing, Ain't nothing but, a, but a, a Congress. But a Congress. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a Senate. 
Anyway, so that's what we have today. I hope you guys enjoyed our part three. It was a little shorter, but we wanted to make sure you uh, you got to hear all of it. We are super open to doing um, a part four maybe later in the future. We got to update you guys on some other things going on. But um, if you are interested in us talking about something specific with the Constitution, oh, yeah, we're totally all ears for that. Um, you can email us, um, chiletepodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. And don't forget to support us on Patreon. Yes, please. Yes, when it's out. Gringo out. Bye. Bye. The Chile Today podcast is hosted by Leonard Kluge and Bethany Francis and produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. For more information on the news topics you heard today, check out chiletoday.cl.